Cussin' and a discussin with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go off and running on this uh, 22nd day of November. This is the horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between. And the Great Globe Round, and if you pop in right this here very instant, you'll be greeted by early arrivers Squeaky and Anatole, and capably moderated by a whole house full of moderators. Uh, led, of course, by longtime inveterate indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky, who, being a third stage guild navigator, has folded space to become man cave. He's capably assisted by his 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 trusty compañeros. Uh, uh, Pinch it, midweek chat room, utility moderator, and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgistan, and Roger in Oregon. I assume bouncing in and out from tending tending duties and what, but Steve just said, too many cops. Uh, I don't know. I, I like having a full cadre on hand for brain bashing as necessary. Hi, I'm Robin. It is Titanic Tuesday on the horn. Um, A day when we take note of uh, manifestations of Titanic right-wing intellect. The kind of Titanic right-wing intellect that says, full speed ahead at at, at that iceberg, we're making snow cones. Yes. Um... There's Theo popping by. Hey, Theo. Uh, just in from a rain squall and a haircut. Well, I hope the, I hope the squall was before the haircut. That's, that's, that's the, yeah. And, uh, of course, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so we say thanks to our uh, 22nd day of the month subscribers. And that means thank you in particular 
uh, to Colin. Thank you, Colin. And thank you to Felicia, formerly of Nebraska, now happily ensconced in Southern California. Thank you so much for being partial sponsors of the program. Thank you to Jude, uh, who jumped in uh, right before airtime and said, uh, uh, I'm kicking in to, e- uh, to uh, ease your concerns, as I know concerns weigh heavy on the mind and impact the serenity of the heart warmly, Jude. Thank you, Jude. And that gets us down to uh, uh, $55 to finish Cat in Ohio's challenge, the Yay Horn in Two challenge. And uh, I, I, I can't thank you enough, Jude. I can't. Um, if that challenge is met, we'll be back to around $1,100 because we will have knocked out um, a, one of last week's broadcast days by meeting the challenge. <sighs> thank you uh, thank you in advance if you can if you can do that i if i sound a little low key it's because it or or on the downside i am um i just am and i apologize for not being all perky and everything right now but um it's just a um what happened in colorado springs kind of i mean And the news keeps coming out, and somehow or another, it seems like it keeps getting worse. Uh, I've had an update. Um, from Lady B. Just brought James flowers. He told the nurse I was his aunt. Juan Carlos, we call him Juan Carlos, was sitting by his side. He's smiling. He's happy that he's alive. Lots of food and flowers, and so they're getting fed. He's going to be released tomorrow. Lady B says, I apologized for us adults being such fuck-ups. His family's in town and spending Thanksgiving with them, but they hope to be by for Christmas. I told them I'd buy them both T-shirts with funny sayings. Lady B says, I'm tired. I'll listen at work. Love you, Robin. Thank you for existing. Oh, Lady B, thank you. Thank you. And we were messaging late last night, and I said I realize it's kind of selfish, but I, I wish there were, I, 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 I wish, I, I just wish I could go out there and give somebody a hug. Um, there are lots of those going around, I guess. But uh, in the course of in the course of messaging with Lady B, I came up with a, I think I came a, came up with a phrase for these people. The people who do this evil and I, I because when they do these things. Most of them do so knowing they're probably not going to survive it. And then somehow they do. And by the way, the first corre- the, the corrections are beginning to roll in. 
And the first correction is one, and, and I just grimaced when I saw, because it was my error last night, too. I took, I took a for-profit media story about what happened in Colorado Springs at Q, and I ran with it. And I should have known better, because the for-profit media are not much different from most of America. They can't tell the difference between a trans woman and a drag queen. So in the story I had last night, it detailed how the hero of the moment in the news story said, called to a drag queen and said, kick him. Well, that was no drag queen. That was just a trans woman trying to live her life. Doesn't come off at the end of the day. She's woman through and through. And so it was actually somebody who was in the club who began the process of correcting the record. One of the people whose lives were saved said, please, inside our community at a time like this can we not misgender people and I felt like shit because like I said I just I just believed that And, you know, there's a lot of people, I mean, I've experienced it myself. And, you know, I I don't go over the top in my presentation. (laughs) But that doesn't much matter, I guess. Because people don't know the difference. And so I try to live out in such a way... as to be the difference I want to see and be the change I want to see in the world. But I came up with a term for these people who do these hard acts. They're weapons in their own right. I've now seen the video of Andy Aldrich Um, coming home to bomb his mama. We're going to be a while figuring him out, I guess. I feel like I've already got him figured out, but I'll keep my mouth shut on it. There's just too many puzzle pieces in a, an all-too-predictable pattern here. But the thing that was eating at my soul last night was the fact that this guy targeted the nightclub because he had to maximize his targets. It wouldn't be enough for him to go up and do life in prison or die in his own attack. 
on one person. He had to be able to slaughter as many as possible in one space. And so he attacked a safe place for the LGBTQ community. And I dare say that there's not a club or a bar that's friendly to the community anywhere in this country that doesn't feel like they're under attack too. And the attacks are still going on. Um, and here we are. You're right, Stephen, New York. Um, I'm the same age as, 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 as the time of the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And today is the 59th anniversary of that. Whew. Yeah. In that case, there was only one target. But the world we live in now is one in which the terrorists seek to maximize their damage. You know, it wasn't but a month or so ago that Tucker Carlson was on the air telling people to arm themselves against the trans and to do whatever it takes to defend against us. And so I came up with a phrase last night. It may be right, it may be wrong, it may be culturally insensitive. But the Anderson, uh, the, the, the Anderson Aldriches of the world are gender kamikazes. They seek to enforce a rigid, narrow, incorrect view of gender. by means of maximum violence. And well they've gotten to the point where it's not worth killing one. Most of the people we memorialized Sunday in the Trans Day of Remembrance, were killed one by one. Now that's not enough. Not enough for the Tucker Carlsons and the Alex Joneses. Not enough for the Marjorie T T T Taylor Greens and Lauren Buberts and Steve Greg Asbots and Ken Paxton's and Grandma Mima, Governor whatever, and Ron Monkey up to Clantis. They want us dead in groups. Uh, 
uh, Matt says, in fairness to you, all they had to go on was the hero's interpretation. I think he can forgive him for being completely accurate, given the cir- not being completely accurate, given the circumstance. A little grace. I think everyone needs a little bit of grace right now. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, Flavio says, don't beat yourself up. Even them, an online LGBTQ publication founded by one of the editors of Out, had to offer a clarification. Clarification, this article originally referenced reports that a drag queen had stomped on the Club Q gunman. This version has been updated to include contradictory claims that the person was, in fact, a trans woman and not a drag performer. Lee in New York said, you forgive yourself. I do not know anyone who never made a mistake. You repeated an error. It's okay. Thank you. And earlier in the day, I had a note about noon my time, about 9 a.m. for Matt in San Francisco. And it was helpful, and I want to share it. Subject line, Queer Spaces. There's been a lot said since the shooting at Q in the wake of the tragically horrifying event. I just wanted to shine a spotlight on how central bars and queer spaces are for young LGBTQIA plus people. When I was a teenager, I was in a car with friends as they were driving through the city at night. We drove past The Stud, a gay bar in Soma, south of Market Street area. There was a line of men on the sidewalk waiting to get in. Someone in the car said, look at all the faggots. And the car erupted with laughter. I remember being silent, gazing out the window and thinking, those are my people. There is a space for me. That glimmer of a life beyond high school and all the hate was a morsel I clung to for years. I think think back to the first time I went to a gay bar. I saw men holding hands, men dancing close, men laughing and having a good time, men kissing. I was full of anxiety. Witnessing all this turned on its head, all the talk of sin and how wrong it was to be gay. It was proof that all the shame I was carrying was bullshit. There was nothing wrong with me. I wasn't broken. In fact, I was fabulous. And this was my tribe. Most of my 20s and 30s, my nights were spent in bars. No easy feat for a sober person. In my early sobriety, I clutched that water bottle in my right hand like it was a sword. I eventually reached a space where the urge to drink fell away. The bars are where I found friends I have to this day. It's where I learned how to cruise, how to have a conversation, how to flirt, how to stand up for myself, how to be unapologetically me. The bars taught me how to be strong and how to take the strength and self-assuredness into my professional life, how to be authentic and even how to have fun and create safe spaces outside the four walls that shook from the loud music. This is what a queer space, what a bar, means to a young gay person. It's community. It's finding your tribe, finding yourself, and in turn, the bar gives you permission to show up in the world as your powerful self. It teaches you how to make a difference in the world. In addition to the lives lost, all that, all that was shattered by the bullets. My heart goes out to the Colorado Springs community. It will take much time and rebuilding to get all that back. But there is one thing I know, Matt says. The queer community is resilient, strong, powerful, and we will not go quietly into that good night. Amen, Matt. 
Amen. Or perhaps, ah, man. Uh, sorry. The healing is going to be a long time. But, you know, pulse, pulse. And the war is real. It feels like a war. The other side is certainly describing it as such. Arm yourselves. Do whatever it takes. And ultimately, what what the purpose of this of attacks like this is? Yeah, go somewhere where the where the community is, but also it is a it is a very clear attempt to drive the community back into the shadows and make us afraid to live authentically in the world. And that, 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 that can be the one thing that doesn't happen. So, like I said yesterday, uh, over at Maggie's, they were having Friendsgiving dinner. Gang catered. Oh, my heavenly days. And I, walk, I went over there and saw friends, and it was lovely. And Got propositioned by a very drunk man. Um, and it was good to be among friends. And I'm not going to stop. I can't. But the idea that that this was not a one-off and this will happen again, I think we have to say that. This will happen again. And it's not because of anything the LGBTQQQIA plus community is doing or not doing. It's because of what isn't happening in government. And like I said, even with this going on, even with what happened in Colorado Springs, they haven't even slowed down. Um, Tucker Carlson, Fox, Doug Lamborn, whose district Colorado Springs is part of, couldn't even mention the fact that the attack was on the LGBTQ community. He decried it, I guess. But he did so at the same time that he has been listed repeatedly as one of the most transphobic, homophobic members of Congress. There is. And it, 
you know, we've we have talked ad nauseam about the stupidity and the ignorance and the not preparedness of Herschel Walker. And there he was on Sunday, launching another attack against quite possibly the most marginalized community in this country. And uh, Media Matters has compiled a list of the hate that has flowed out in the past couple of days. And it's triggering as hell. Let's see. Um, Ah, there's uh, Rob Smith on Varney and Company. Uh, A gay man who uh, you'll see here notes having been to Club Q. All right, I've got another issue for you, very sad yeah. one. Uh, a gunman killed five people in a Colorado LGBTQ uh, nightclub. And Rob, you have a personal connection to this story, right? I do. So I lived in Colorado Springs for years after my service in the military. Um, it's no secret that I'm a gay man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Club Q is somewhere that I frequented. And I have to say that we should all have oh. the families and the victims in our prayers right now. This. <laughs> your prayers. <laughs> Fuck your prayers. No, really. Because it's because because he's he's on he's on Fox News, so it's about to go sideways. You know that, right? This is an absolute tragedy, and no gay or lesbian American um, deserves to feel unsafe in a in a you know situation like that, and just you know. Be- Deserving's got nothing to do with it. Being at a uh, uh, LGBT nightclub, but I will have to say this: but, actually, there is a sort of far mm. left um, LGBT activist contingent that will stomp over the blood of these dead bodies in order to push their agenda. Whether it is a gun control agenda, whether it is an agenda uh. to bully and shame the people that are speaking up against Drag Queen Story Hour, against the sexualism. Right, right, because he's one of the good ones. See, uh, dude, dude, dude here is a black gay man. And he's one of the good ones. Probably, he's probably a, 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 a one of the good ones with oak leaf clusters. He's one of the good ones twice. And they're 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 stomping through the uh, we're stomping through the blood uh, uh, because people are out there lying about Drag Queen Story Hour, which of course we know to begin with was leveraged against trans people. And I would think he would know this, but I guess not. Gay men. Oops. Anytime it's a clip from Fox, you know there's going to be a filthy underbelly to it. And here he is. 
sexualization and grooming of children that is coming from these far left LGBTQ um, sort of circles. And what I will grooming, he used the term grooming. No one is being groomed at Drag Queen Story Hour. Grooming is how cisgender pedophilic mostly men socially manipulate children for sex. But in right-wing world, as Media Matters for America points out, now, if you're, if you're a maggot, it means any cultural or historic education about LGBTQ people that's told to kids. It gets worse. Will say is that the people that are speaking up against this stuff, and including the medical transition of children, the people who are speaking up against this stuff, do not let these far left LGBT activists sort of bully and shame you into silence and sort of emotionally blackmail you into thinking that the tragedy that happened is somehow your fault because you spoke up against this. It is. It is their fault. Make no mistake. Every person who has repeated the goddamn filthy canard about groomers or drag queens is a part of the transmission of these stochastic terrorist ideas. Oh my God, no. Flavio says, could you imagine James Baldwin acting like this Rob Smith guy? Oh, I think if he utter if he tried if this Rob Smith guy tried to utter the name of James Baldwin, I, I like to I like to hope that the, 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 the goddess of irony would make him spontaneously combust in the attempt. Jesus Christ. Yeah, one of the good ones. With honors. Is absolutely not true. So do not fall prey to that emotional blackmail. Pray for the victims. Pray that things like this stop happening. Pray and pray. Live on hay. Day by day, there'll be pie in the sky when you die. But by all means, keep uh, keep keep vomiting out your anti-trans filth. Please do. But also, there are people that are speaking out against a lot of the stuff that's coming from the far left LGBT, and they should not be bullied or manipulated by this tragedy in the silence. Fuck you, bub. Really. But that's not the worst of it. Uh, the two people who have probably done the most... Okay, there's three. The three people who have probably done the most... To, lead, to create the current climate of hatred for trans people... Are Tucker Carlson... Um, that horror of a human being, Libs of TikTok... I forget what that awful woman's name is. I think her last name is Rachik... And Matt Walsh, hiding back there behind his dysphoria beard, 
and continuing to push the same old filth with no consequences whatsoever. So all of this, you know, this is focused on protecting children from castration, mutilation, and sexualization. No, it isn't. No children are being castrated. No children are being mutilated. And no children are being sexualized. Transness has nothing to do with sexuality. Sexuality has nothing to do with transness. He's still going on and on about the 300 total trans guys who've had top surgery late in their teens and for whom the risk of suicide was so great that not to do it would have been to do harm. Every doctor worth their salt says exactly that. And there is no castration at all. Meanwhile, Matt, who may or may not, uh, Matt Walsh, who may or may not have had his uh, little pee-pee chopped on uh, before he was even much more than a week old without his consent. Well, there's no mention of that real genital mutilation. That's our dastardly agenda, which the left claims is somehow spawning violence. In other words, they are using a mass shooting as a way to blackmail us into accepting the abuse of children. When children are not even being abused, he's a liar. Isn't it interesting that both he and Rob Smith use the term blackmail? They're blackmailing the right into, try, into being silent about all of this horse shit that they've been pumping into the body politic to the point that someone walks into, an, an, in, in, into a queer space and starts laying waste around him. And then, of course, it's always the same. Uh, it's either confession or projection. People die, and as soon as the bodies hit the ground, these demons think, yes, we can use this as ammo against conservatives who don't think children... Demons? Demons? Really? Demons? And he proves the point right there. Demons. Yeah. <sighs> Meanwhile, uh, just so you know, um, Stephen New York just sent me uh, a, a link to a story from ABC7 Eyewitness News in New York. LGBTQ verse bar in verse bar, New York City targeted in window smashing incidents four times in the past month. The bar owner said they stand in solidarity with victims of the Colorado Springs shooting. It was this past Saturday when a man caught on a surveillance camera was trying to throw a brick through the window of verse. That bar's down in Hell's Kitchen and has been attacked four times since October, three in the past week because, you know, Trans Awareness Week.
And it comes right back to scum like Matt Walsh. Children should be exposed to drag shows. Just imagine that. People are dead, and that's the first thing these demented freaks think. The I'm wondering who the real demented freak is here. Because I think the dude hiding behind the dysphoria beard is pretty demented. You know, referring to human beings as demons and whatnot. Um, Steve in New York adds, it is their fault. Think about this. This is nothing but the same thing as demonization of Jewish folks that the Nazis engaged in. The Nazis dehumanized Jewish folks, equating them with rodents and talking of their extermination. The only difference is the state-sponsored nature of the Nazi extermination policy, but make no mistake, that is exactly where these people want this to go. Well, hell, Doug, Doug Lamborn, the congressman for that district, who was just re-elected, signed on to an anti-drag queen bill in the House of Representatives of the United States of America. Uh, speaking of Rob Smith, Matt in San Francisco said, Fox dude, that must be some sweet cash for him to pull that language out of his ass. Yeah, there's people out there that are like Larry, Daryl, and Daryl from the old Newhart show. You know, anything for a buck. One of the good ones. Best of the best of the best, sir. With honors. The first thing they think. Seeing the bodies hit the ground, the first thing they think is, oh, oh, this is this is great. Yeah, now, now we can now we can silence people who are saying kids shouldn't be at drag shows. Fuck you. Fuck you. If the day ever comes that I find out that Matt Walsh has been run over by a bull uh, by, by a by a bus. The only thing that will concern me is whether there were skid marks. And that is not the same thing that he says about about about, about people like me. I'm being gentle. Imagine thinking that with the bullets flying around in queue, that when the first body hit the ground, probably a trans woman or a trans man, imagine being so sick in your own being like Matt Walsh is, that your imagination goes first to the idea that the people who are there watching death happen are thinking, great, we'll use this to make Matt Walsh shut up. The fact of the matter is, Matt Walsh works for the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire needs to be out of business forever. And Matt Walsh needs to never have a job for the rest of his days. If he wants to scream his transphobic filth, well, you know, I guess the Constitution says he gets to. But he does not have a constitutional right to be paid a fortune to say it.
and he thinks he's a thinker. Why do they do this? I mean, why do they play this game? Well, because they know that they can't defend their positions otherwise. They want the kids at the drag shows. They want them in the sex change clinics. But they dare not defend either stance out loud. You fuck. No one is wanting kids in sex change clinics. Which is not what they are, for starters. And there's no one there to correct him and say, there are no sex changes being performed on minors. Because facts don't matter in this money-making scheme. The reason he is doing it has nothing to do with morals. It has nothing to do with ethics. He's making a fortune on hate. And the only thing that will ever bring him down is pressure brought upon the people who are signing his checks. You cannot have a debate with a goon like this. Because he'll just make things up. Like they, whoever they are, want kids at drag shows. They want, they, whoever they are, want them in the sex change clinics. You know what we want for trans kids? We want them to survive. He wants them dead. By any means necessary. By any means necessary. At their own hand or at someone else's. Older trans people, like me, know what it is to live in your wrong gender for decade after decade after decade after decade after decade because there were five for me. And I want these kids to not have to do that. They know. These kids know who they are. It's not a trend. It's not a fad. But hating them isn't a big dollar for the Matt Walshes of the world. Flavio says, making money from hate, I call it the angertainment industry. I can't imagine tuning into this freak. It's, it's, this, this clip all by itself is bad to be, is bad enough. But remember, the Daily Wire that employs this goon, this piece of human garbage, was founded by Ben Shapiro. You remember little Benny, the guy who, well, never mind. Let's just say it involves uh, Megan the Stallion. And the fact that 
little Benny didn't understand certain parts of female uh, processes of female anatomy. I'm married, and my wife never gets wet. That poor woman. Um, Holy shit, says Tamara. I had no idea the Fox rhetoric was this bad. I hate that respectability politics has turned to queer self-loathing like this. We're seeing it here, though, in local queer spaces, and it's sickening. Of course, Tucker's from here, San Diego, but we don't claim him. We've been dealing with an abundance of cops in our neighborhood and in the parades to defend us, but we keep us safe. We keep us safe. We have a creepy right-wing radio guy who considers himself part of the LGBTQ plus community, but he's part of the problem. The politics of triangulation is outrageous, and we won't stand for it, but you're right to be angry. I'm sorry for the, I'm so sorry for the lived and relived trauma. Love to you, love to Lady B, love to us all. Fuck these terrorist apologists. Thank you, Tamara. Uh, Matt in San Francisco says these people really are demons. Yeah. They are. And Matt Walsh isn't even done here. This is... I play these clips because because I don't want to just read the quote. I don't want these words coming out of my mouth. Because they are that toxic, they are that poisonous, they are that ugly, they are that filthy. They are, in fact, that obscene. Potter Stewart famously said of the question of obscenity, not pornography, obscenity, I can't tell you what it is, but I know it when I see it. Attacking a community that just had a massacre perpetrated against it before the bodies are even in the ground, that's obscene. And for all, and this is just a reminder, for all that the right wing barks and grunts and hoots and carries on about cancel culture, you'll notice these fuckers never get canceled. The only time somebody got canceled was when Milo Yiannopoulos finally went too far with the right wing and got canceled by them. Randy Radar says, we're facing nuclear annihilation and the repigs are worried about sexy time. Wrong issue, wrong solution. Yeah, I guess we have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time and worry about planetary annihilation at the same time that some of us worry about being annihilated five at a time or 40 at a time or one at a time. You know, I just go around here and live my life. And happily, I might add. But if there was a place, I'd probably go there. And then I would not be safe. And that's part, like I said, that's part of the goal, to make safe spaces unsafe. And by comparison, you know, 
Um, <laughs> uh, Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America. In the wake of the massacre at Uvalde, talked about how we have to harden our schools. We just have to harden these schools. We've got to make... Maybe we need to dig trenches and moats with with sharks with freaking laser beams in them. Oh, we've got to... I have yet to see him saying anything about hardening hardening queer spaces. Because he's okay with slaughtering us. He's completely okay. Just another dead queer on the way to hell, right, Raffaellito? They can't. So instead, they resort to the worst kind of emotional manipulation, which is the only tool that these scumbags have in their toolbox, is emotional manipulation. That's all they've got. In this case, gleefully exploiting the deaths of the very people they pretend to care about. But they don't. I wonder if this fucker's ever grieved for anyone. Because he has no idea the level of grief that's washing over part of this country. And frankly, if he, he doesn't care. No. Scumbags. He just called the LGBTQ community scumbags. And there will be no consequences. They don't care about them. They don't care about anyone or anything except their demented ideological agenda. There is no tactic they won't resort to, no depth to which they will not plunge in pursuit of that agenda. And to silence those who oppose it. And I must tell them once again, it's not going to work. You know why it won't work? Because it's not being done. There's no agenda. It is an agenda that occurs entirely in the thin gray settlings that slosh around betwixt the ears of Matt Walsh and pass for brains. But his boss is Benny Shapiro. Uh, that little neo-maxi-zoomed weeby said... The left has no problem blaming tragedies like the one in Colorado Springs on, the politi on their political opponents. According to them, anyone who doesn't support their radical social agenda is complicit, and yet they wonder why society is more polarized than ever. Because that's how little neo-maxi-zoomed weeby Benny Shapiro talks. He thinks that by talking fast, people will mistake speed for cogency or intelligence. And then there's Candio, also from the Daily Wire. Yeah, that's right, Candio. Who said Hitler was a pretty good guy if he would have kept his nationalism inside German borders. Who referred to Mein Kampf as a textbook and thinks that Kanye West is the one being persecuted. She's one of the good ones. 
Sex change clinics, by the way, Stephen New York asks here, the bottom lines, one, kids aren't having sex changes. Two, if a kid is seeking medical care, it is in consultation with doctors, you know, scientists and their parents. And we should note that there are there is no medical transition lower than age 12. And the, the medical and the, me, and the medicine in that case is called Lupron. It is a puberty blocker that is used on cis children as well and men with rotten prostates. But, of course, there's no mention of the cis kids, the, four, the four-year-old little girl who gets her period. There's no mention of that. And there's no mention of the guys with the bad prostates. No, what happens is up to about 16, when the kid turns 16, if they are absolutely confirmed in massive consultations with behavioral health providers, primary care providers, psychiatrists, endocrinologists, and the parents, then the kid can begin hormonal transition, but nobody gets surgery before 18. There is no genital surgery before 18 because, and I know you have to explain it to to, to, to a, a, a dick like... Uh, Matt Walsh, but my dude, breasts are not genitals. Hmm? What? Three, says Stephen New York, if any kids are going to drag shows, they're going with their parents. The fact, however, is this. The only drag shows kids are going to are drag shows where drag queens are reading books to kids with their parents or kids are going to drag brunches with their parents. I've actually pondered buying a gun for self-protection, but more so for protection of other LGBTQ plus people. I understand. I didn't miss that. It's somewhere in the stack. Ron and Raleigh reminds us, uh, uh, while watching Majority Report this afternoon, Sam played a Tucker Carlson clip where he was interviewing Christopher Rufo. It seems that Rufo has done enough damage on the CRT front. He's now full bore on drag queen story hours using the same bullshit rhetoric as Matt. Tucker and the rest of these thugs, this has got to be easy money for these liars. Rufo came out of nowhere and started all the anti-diversity, anti-CRT crap, which has spread like a virus to legislatures, state and federal. Oh, and uh, by the way, the list, we need to add something to the list. You know, uh, uh, Stephen New York has been pointing out, hey, what happened to the inflation uh, The inflation talk? What happened to the gas prices talk? Haven't heard a word about that since November the 8th. Well, add the children using litter boxes in public schools to that, too. No less than 20 candidates for state office, Republicans all, repeated that lie, that dumb, stupid, really, goddamn lie. And thank you, Dave number 11. We have buffered up. Thanks, Dave number 11. We're back. Thank you for letting me know about the blip, Lee. Thanks, Randy Radar. And hopefully we are now back. Uh, did you get struck by lightning? No. no, no. Clear skies out there. 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, as to Ben Shapiro, Lee in, in New York says, not surprised about this Orthodox Jew. Jews have been the target of hate. He seems to want to have many other groups hated. Is that to get the focus off the Jews? No, it's because it's a good dollar. And that's not, I'm not tying the two together. Matt Walsh, Candy O, Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, Joe Rogaine, the whole filthy lot of them. Hate is a good dollar. And you know what? You're right. You're right, Flavio. It's angertainment. Uh, Dave in the Blind said, breathing deep will help us all. I've been reflecting the last few days about what it was like as I was coming up a disabled queer man. This was at the low point of the Reagan administration, 1983, when bisexual men were openly being accused of spreading AIDS and other such falsehoods. My advice to you, my sister, is true. Concentrate on self-care. These evil bastards target feelings, and that's why they kill in such a cruel way. I couldn't take the slings and arrows that the fundamentalist right wing heaped on me. I was still a good person. I still love my family. I even tried to help people in my church. I'm not saying I don't continue to care. I'm not saying don't reach out to those who need your help. Far from it, but know that those who are against decency will target your decency and claim it as a weak point. Make it your strength. Love without fear, because if you don't, they win. I have to go now. I'm using the voice function on my phone, and my tears are interfering. I'll be taking some self-care of myself. I love you all. And by the way, thank you. I, I, I need to send out a profound thank you. Uh, to Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Sharon said, the horror. I'm so sorry the U.S. has so many hate-filled, radicalized terrorists with AR-15s. My heart bleeds for you, Robin, and all your tribe. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. And so I can happily announce that uh, the rest of Canton, Ohio's challenge has been met. And so... That gets us on down the... Re Let's see. Uh, that means we're down to 10.55. 10.55. Thank you so much, Sharon. Kevin in Colorado Springs says, The coverage of the attack here in Colorado Springs, since I also live here, I've been following the coverage fairly closely. In all of the coverage I've seen... Not one story mentioning that this attack happened on the Trans Day of Remembrance. Not one. However, it's also worth mentioning that of all the stories I've seen or heard, only one, count them one, has mentioned that one, I know there were more, of the victims were trans. As a cis person, it is beyond my comprehension that all of these stories by all of the myriad networks can't mention that the attacks happened on the Trans Day of Remembrance or minutes before or minutes into it or that three out of the five fatalities were trans persons. Signed Kevin, Colorado Springs, in alliance and solidarity with you, Lady B, all the victims of this attack, along with all the other LGBTQ victims worldwide who have been affected by this attack. All of this is not tears. Some of this is, I hate to say it, I think I have, Annette and I have been talking back, I think we have got, we may have cat dander allergies. No. Um, a 
Colorado Springs reaction, Lee in New York says, we will not let liberals control us just because multiple people die at the same place. You know, bars, schools, movie theaters, concerts, supermarkets. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, in case you were wondering, and Lady B, if you're listening, uh, I apologize in advance, uh, but Lady B has been quite... Uh, Candid in her own right. Um, the Sheriff's Department in El Paso County, Colorado, has a habit, or if we want to sound all legally legalese about it, a pattern and practice of refusing to enforce red flag laws. You know, red flag laws that we know save lives. But, you know, freedom. Remember, this guy, Andy Aldrich, brought a bomb, threatened to bomb his mother. They came and they got him. And no charges were ever filed, and no one asked him about his firearms. No one. And then the case was quietly not prosecuted. not prosecuted. Almost kind of reminds you of the Uvalde cops, doesn't it? But remember, county, no, no, more people are tied into this than that. County government, Colorado Springs is almost entirely Republican, y'all. And County government is red, 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 red. And in fact, they declared themselves, they declared El Paso County to be a Second Amendment sanctuary city. You know, because some cities are sanctuaries for undocumented immigrants. Colorado Springs is a sanctuary city. For engines of death. Will there be consequences? Colorado's red flag law went into effect two years ago, 2020. The Associated Press suggests that the uh, that Andy Aldrich may have dodged the red flag law. The red flag law would have applied to what Andy Aldrich did in June of 2021. But the El Paso County Sheriff's Department 
refuses to exercise the powers granted them under that red flag law. And these are the consequences. When the law was passed, the El Paso County Sheriff's Office said, This office and its employees will not petition a judge to take away someone's firearms unless a crime is being or has been committed. Not even if a white boy brings a bomb to his mama's house. And apparently even whatever paperwork there is about Andy Aldrich and his bomb in June of 2021 was somehow mysteriously placed under seal. Remember, his grandpa is a member of the Colorado legislature, or was. And praised the terrorists of January 6th as American Revolution, likening them to the American Revolution. Um, apparently, uh, I blipped right as I was getting to uh, point three of Steve's note. If any kids are going to drag shows, they're going with their parents. The fact, however, is this. The only drag shows kids are going to are drag shows where drag queens are reading books to kids with their parents or kids are going to drag brunches with their parents. Steve added, you know, I'm beginning to think I'm just going to stop trying to change anything but focus on protecting my LGBTQ plus brothers and sisters. I hate guns, I hate weapons, I hate violence, but you know what? I've actually pondered buying a gun for self-protection, but more so for protection of other LGBTQ plus people. Steve, be smart about that, okay? Please. Do what you got to do, but, yeah. And by the way, according to the Associated Press, Colorado has among the very lowest rates of, uh, of uh, use of the red flag law. There are 19 states in the District of Columbia which have their own versions of the red flag law. Uh, here's an example. You remember when... Uh, uh, a, a lawful gun owner walked into the grocery store in Boulder, Colorado and slaughtered 10 human beings. Well, he had previously been on a one-year probation for attacking his high school classmate. But the cops said it was just a misdemeanor, and since it wasn't a felony, it didn't prevent the guy from buying a gun and going hunting at the grocery store. It, it, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry this is the, this is the kind of program this is, and I'm sorry I'm being a single issue broadcaster right now, but it's not a single issue. 
it is a, it is a manifestation of the larger war that they are waging. And they have found their preferred targets. And one one of the more fascinating discussions I've seen in terms of broadcast happened this morning on My Filthy Morning Habit. And it featured... Featured Ben Collins. And Ben Collins is a reporter for NBC News. And his particular beat has been tracking online hate. And he brought one of the most thought provoking discussions, I think, that has ever taken place around the table there uh, on the morning Joe set. They, young people now tend to have usernames that have nothing to do with their name or not traceable to their actual name. We do know that he was, uh, you know, he made this bomb threat with his mom in the house. There's this video of this. His mom took a Facebook Live of this happening in real time. This was last year. This was last year. And um, he was let out. Um, That is the unclear thing. Here he is, you know, arriving back in jail. And she called police from inside, and they showed up in tactical gear. And he said he was ready to, for hours. He, yeah, and he said he was ready to blow on this Facebook live. He was ready to to get into a firefight over it. And obviously, he was brought in, but prosecutors did not go forward with the case, and we're still digging through and trying to figure out why exactly that is. Yeah, and the case was sealed, which isn't that part is not uh, yeah. particularly different in the uh, Colorado law. I do want to say though, um, am I doing something wrong here? Here are some headlines that I wrote the last six months. Fueled by Internet's far-right machine, anti-LGBTQ threats shut down trans rights and drag events. Remember, uh, there was a drag event happening in Colorado. Anti-trans stalkers at Kiwi Farms, which is uh, an anti-trans website that stalks people, are chasing one victim around the world. Their list of targets is growing. That was a couple months ago. Doctors under threat from far-right activists for providing trans care. Boston Children's Hospital faces bomb threat after right-wing harassment campaign. There were three of those bomb threats. FBI charges Massachusetts women with Boston Children's Hospital bomb threats, so they found one of the people. At least 20 Republican politicians have claimed that schools are making accommodations for students who identify as cats. That was before um, the midterms. Here are, some, here are three more from my colleagues in the last uh, three weeks. As election nears, some conservative groups have ramped up anti-trans campaign ads. Far-right figures appear to be testing Twitter's boundaries for anti-LGBTQ speech. GOP uh, senator targets TikTok influencer with anti-transgender taunts. And I'm just wondering, what could I have done different? Seriously, as reporters, what can we do different? Because there are five dead people in a strip mall, because that was the only place they felt safe as gay or trans people in this town in Colorado Springs. And... I am trying to thread this needle here. I'm trying to say that this is happening. This targeted stuff has real life impacts. They say on the internet has real life impacts. And I'm gonna fail, by the way. I'm gonna, you know, freak out because it's happening. Because I wake I wake up and I see that there are five dead bodies. But 
I think we have to have a come to Jesus moment here uh, as reporters. Are we more afraid of being on Breitbart for saying that trans people deserve to be alive? Or are we more afraid of the dead people? Because I'm more afraid of the dead people. I don't want five, I don't want to wake up on a Sunday and see that all of these headlines came to fruition. Well, what, do, what do we do about public officials at local level, state level, federal level, who try to inject the fear of the very word transgender into school issues? That a transgender person might be trying to be on your son's or daughter's softball team. Right, and that's the that, biggest worry, right? That can't be allowed. Right. They're dangerous. Why are they dangerous? We never probe. We never probe the motive of these politicians who cheaply... You know, when he said there's five dead people, something clicked in my brain. Incels and DeSantis coming. We've always been on our own. Saturday, we heard the gunning. Five dead in Colorado. I was not going to subject you to my horrible, horrible Neil Young impression. But this is, this is, this is, this is quite possibly some of the most introspective discussion uh, I've, I've, I've heard about basically on anything. And I don't know if I don't know if Ben Collins will get there. But to a certain extent, it's hard for me to listen to this and not wonder if maybe the lights going on. I hope he hasn't been fired by the suits upstairs that want MSNBC to be more Fox-like. But I wonder if this is verging close to uh, to recognizing the intersection between these horrors and that most noxious of respectability journalism principles, namely both-siderism. ...absurdly and evilly throw that, th- throw that issue around. Right, because of the attention economy that we live in means they it's get gone. more clicks for it. And they end up on Tucker Carlson. They end up on the highest-rated show on cable news. And last night, by the way, Tucker uh, attacked my colleague Brandy Zadrozny, who was co-biling on almost all of these stories. Not me. He attacked Brandy, of course. But he, he attacked Brandy. Um, and he, he went right back into this idea that some they is trying to groom your kids, trying to sexualize your children, right? Yeah. Who's the they, first of all? Yeah. Yeah. And second of all, all of her reporting was right. All of it was right. Well, let me, let me say, you're, doing, you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing your job. You're uncovering the truth. You're yeah. presenting it. You're shining a light on it. The question is, as with so many of these issues, are the people who need to hear the truth listening? Are they watching yeah. this? Are they reading your, your reporting? The answer, unfortunately, is no. They're living in a different ecosystem. Yeah, and, and there is a, a long history of this. You know, I, I talked to uh, this, this woman named Jennifer Merciesa, who's a rhetoric professor at Texas A&M. And uh, she was telling me about this thing called hate objects that come up in, you know, pre-fascist governments, where they take people they describe as degenerates, right? And, and you know, before Nazi Germany, it was, in fact, gay, and, gay people, people who played with uh, you know, gender conformity, 
uh, and they say they are contributing to the downfall of society. They are the reason that, you know, things cost more, that the crops aren't coming up, right? Um, we have been through this in the past. It's very dark. And the people playing around with this uh, don't take responsibility. They go right back into it. But uh, again, these bodies are not in the ground yet. Yeah. And they're being used as political props right now. So, I look, I am open to feedback. I want to hear how I can tell these stories better. You, you, you're, you're doing your job is really just pointing out, Ben, sadly, culturally, historically, if, you, if, you have, if you've got two items you're selling, yeah. one is fear, the other is hope, it's easier to sell fear in this culture. And also, algorithmically, it's easier to sell fear because yeah. the hate gets the clicks, the hate gets the people tuning back in. It gets the hate objects. You create new hate objects every time. And, and Claire, as with so many of these issues, it may be a game for politicians to get votes. It may be a game for TV hosts to get viewers. It may be a game for websites to get clicks. But there are people in this culture, there are people in our society who get the signal that's being put out there and are listening when they're told to do something about it. Yeah, Donald Trump has written a playbook that a lot of politicians are now following. Forget about whether he's in Georgia or out of Georgia, whether he should be the candidate or shouldn't be the candidate. He's taught these folks that culture wars win. I mean, Ron DeSantis is embracing this with everything he's got. That somehow making people different than you a bad guy gets people to vote for you. Appealing to people's sense that somebody is an other than gets people to vote for you. It is terribly depressing and evil and bad for our country. And I don't think the majority of Americans approve of it. And what you get when you embrace culture wars as your main political platform, you get violence. Ben, we'll give you the last word on this. Well, before he gets it, Oh, Claire McCaskill. I don't think the majority of Americans, blah, 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 blah. No, I mentioned, I mentioned in yesterday's program that based upon polling data, less than 5% of people who voted on November 8th voted on this issue. Or because of this issue. And that and the big lie cost them big time. But I can't stand these, these, these banal statements about the majority of American people don't. Majorities are not what America is about. Through the history of this country... Noisy pluralities have done more harm than any majorities. Good Lord, let's go to 1859, 1860. The majority of dirt farmers in Virginia and Tennessee and South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas, Stan did not want to go to war with the with 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 other Americans to the north but the plantation class of white men who had been a noisy plurality never a majority had managed to shut down government even discussing the issue of slavery 
for almost the entirety of that century thus far. And they had the power to enact policies that would drag those poor dirt farmers into a war by telling them that the Yankees was a coming down to fuck they women's. And that's how you get Gettysburg. And that's how you get Antietam. And that's how you get Manassas 1 and 2. And all the battlefields that dot the south. Because of the actions of a moneyed, noisy plurality. Um... Let's let's go back to Ben Collins. I want to see what he does with the last word. That's exactly right. Uh, what Claire just said. Um, these people are being used as props right now. They're being used as props uh, explicitly for electoral or monetary purpose. And right now, the fact that 12 hours, 24 hours after a shooting, there is no inward reflection here. It's just, you know, continue to use these people as props. Continue to use the grief of these people as props. Um, I think as reporters, we got to look in here uh, and double down. Are we, who are we afflicting here, uh, if, not the, if not the people who are grieving, uh, by not standing with them? And by the way, I really want to say, uh, Maura Barrett, who's on the ground for us, by the way, mm. has done incredible reporting here. And she talked to a person uh, who lived through that shooting. And they called home. And... The family members at home said, well, you have, to, you have to look inward at your degenerate, you know, at your lifestyle. Uh, this person just saw five people die. Mm. And that was the response. Uh, and that's because that's an acceptable response right now um, from the guys across the street at the other cable network and uh, an entire political party. He's not wrong. And I experienced something like that. I received a message. Yesterday evening, I don't need to say who, wasn't a member of our community, our radio community here. But I received a message telling me to please make sure that I keep a low profile and keep my head down because of all the hate out there. The person might as well have been telling me that they wished I would detransition because I know they do. But that ship has sailed and sunk. I have one option. Live my life. And that is the same for every single member of the LGBTQQQIA plus community out there. The only option is to live our lives. I don't know any other options. Do you? If you do, by all means, tell me. I don't know how to keep my head down when when I go to the grocery store. Does that mean I should present less feminine 
but that would mark me out as being one of them. There's a huge debate in the trans community about passing. It gets ugly sometimes. But the bottom line about passing is not to, 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 to be fabulous, although that's wonderful. The bottom line about passing is being safe. You know, early in transition, if you can get a yes ma'am or a no ma'am or a thank you ma'am, it's really validating. But as more time passes, it's more about safety. It means that maybe you won't be targeted on the, you know, out and about on the street in the grocery store, at the gas station, whatever. Um, and fuck her, says Steve in New York. Do not blame the culture war BS on Trump. This shit goes clear back to Nixon, at least. Yeah, that's, that. I mean, that's one of the biggest mistakes we make in the here and now, is thinking that this shit started with Donald Trump. He just uh, he 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 just created a bigger bullhorn. Nixon, uh, John Mitchell, Ronald Reagan, ignoring countless deaths during the earliest days of the AIDS epidemic. Because it was no one, no one was dying that he cared about or that might vote for him. And I'm glad, I'm, 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 I'm glad you mentioned that, Steve, because this, that's a part of it too. The fact that That, that, that this is system-wide. That there's always an other for the right wing to hate. I don't see it happening on the left. Now, we had the clip from Matt Walsh, and he was entirely projection and confession. Oh, and by the way, if the for-profit media want to do something differently, there are things they can do. They can be absolutely relentless until we find out exactly where the money for the Daily Wire comes from. And then do everything and then it's on us to do everything in our power to make sure that money doesn't go there anymore. Ben Shapiro and Candy O and Matt Walsh do not have a constitutional right to a cushy job that, that, that pays them oodles of money for pushing out tsunamis of hatred. Ron and Raleigh says, wasn't it easier? We could just go back to the 50s when everybody just hated black people. Well, it wasn't just hated black people, Ron. It was, as is always the case, there were a lot of people, there were a lot of people in the shadows. Cops raiding places like Stonewall and Gene Compton's cafeteria come to mind.
Don't keep your head down, Robin, Lee in New York says. I'm a Jew. I keep my eyes open. I'm a New Yorker. I keep my eyes open. I have a date associated with where I live. We all have to keep our eyes open and look out for each other. And part, look, you know, part, part of the reason that the NRA was so relentless in their campaign to make sure that everybody was packing heat was so that those guns would become ubiquitous and that anybody who saw a guy carrying an AR-15 through Wally World and yelled, GUN! The response would be, well, yeah, I got one too. Everybody's got a gun. It reminds me of the line that uh, Eleanor of Aquitaine utters in Henry II when she looks at her boys who are shocked to find out that they all that, that each of them is carrying a knife. And she says, It's 1153. We all carry knives. We're all barbarians. Not wrong. No. Yeah, true. Stephen New York says that speech at the 1992 convention from Pat Buchanan, though it was a translation for, from the original German, was quite the catalyst. And uh, going back to one of the early and funniest stories of my transition, Steve says, uh, subject line, them's fake babes. Now it's clear why that was so meaningful for you. Yeah. Guy walked up to me last night and says, are those real? Because, you know, they just can. He. Um, Let's, uh, I've, I've blathered on through half of the program, and that's not helpful. Um, remember, we are at uh, 1055. It would be great if we could please bring the fundraising goal down, because worrying about, I know I, I, know I say it, but, you know, bad shit happens, and really bad shit is on the way to happening if we don't get caught up some get caught up a lot so you know the paypal buttons there to head on that line as to the daily wire flavio says the daily wire was conceived by ben shapiro and jeremy boring who both worked for truth revolt a news website that was formerly funded by david horowitz freedom center after the duo secured several million dollars in seed funding from the billionaire petroleum industry brothers dan and ferris wilkes the Daily Wire was launched in 2015. Initially, the Daily Wire was supported mostly by advertisements. Ferris Wilkes, a fracking billionaire, manages Bent Key Ventures LLC, formerly Forward Publishing LLC, which publishes the Daily Wire. The company's headquarters were in Los Angeles, California. In September 2020, Shapiro announced that the Daily Wire headquarters would move to Nashville, Tennessee. And that explains why it was so easy for Matt Walsh to bring one of his hate rallies to Nashville and to target his hatred upon the gender clinic at, I think, Vanderbilt University.
having previously been successful in terrorizing Boston Children's Hospital. Uh, let's uh, let's go over to the stress line and see uh, see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello, Robin. Hey, Dave. How are you? Thanks for being patient with me. I'm not doing good. They won't enforce red flag laws. Now, I've been a lawyer and I don't play one on the internet, but Robin, if I, David the Blind, were to bring a uh, bomb to, or let's say, Christine's Blind, and threatened to blow it up, wouldn't that be considered a terroristic threat? Not if your grand, not if your, not if your, no, not if your granddaddy is a Republican legislator. Uh, well, my, my, my daddy uh, ran for city council in Muncie, Indiana on the Republican ticket. Does that count? Got to win. Oh well, no, he didn't do that, but he he did run. Uh, here's the thing: then there are thirty people either killed or injured, and who some of whose lives still hang in the balance, and yet. They're more concerned about their message being stifled because human beings are reacting in a way that human beings tend to do when something like this happens. I am living, I mean, I remember a film called Citizen X. It was made by HBO. It was about a serial killer in the Soviet Union. And Max von Sydow played a psychiatrist. And his character said, I special, I'm a psychiatrist in the Soviet Union, and I specialize in abhorrent behavior. But I repeat myself. I'm beginning to feel like that because um, I took Scott in San Diego's advice and I looked up Ultra, the the podcast that Rachel Maddow brilliantly has been doing over the last several weeks. And it deals with pre-war rise of fascism in the United States where the NRA was telling everybody to gun up and back then you could order firearms through the mail. That only ended after the Kennedy assassination because uh, the gun that was found in the Texas School Book Depository was 
ordered through the U.S. Postal Service. But we can't have any regulations on guns unless a president gets killed, I suppose. Well, hell, they shot... (laughs) They damn near killed Ronnie Reagan, and his own party wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah, Steve Scalise, Steve Scalise, the second the second most powerful man in the House of Representatives, nearly got wasted, and his own party refuses to do anything about it, and 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 and, and continues to try to make this more likely than not. That's because the NRA is a fascist organization. They want fascism. They want an armed society that they can send into war and repeal those ungodly regulations so you can order a firearm through the mail. No background checks. My idiot brother asked me, well, who's going to be in charge of enforcing those red flag laws? I said, the same people who are in charge of it now, the police, the prosecutors, and mental health officials. This is not rocket science. We know what to do. And they other people to the point where I, I feel like I haven't gotten out of the early 80s, Robin. Jesus. I haven't felt this bad in, in in nearly 40 years. But I am not going to give up. And at, at your height, I doubt you could just, you know, crank down into the tiny little girl and just walk past somebody and, and not be noticed. You... you you can't live like that. I know. God knows I've tried over the years. But you you can't. You just can't not. Um, I, I find it ironic that the name of the club was Q. Because- oh, when, I, when I saw the story, it's like, oh, no. They came for the Jewish space uh, yeah, lasers. Yeah, but no, he knew he knew that he knew exactly who he was attacking and when he was attacking and why. Um, I may hazard a guess here, but I would imagine that once they drilled down on him a little psychiatric wise. They're going to find out that he's a closeted man. My money's on incel. Oh yeah, well the two aren't mutually are are not mutually exclusive. Um, my uh, yeah, but they seem to be wearing that badge like an an excuse for doing evil. 
Well, I can't get laid, therefore I must shoot everybody up who can. I don't know. And I don't think I'm that far off. And, of course, the the Marjorie Trader Greens, uh, and I think we ought to change her middle name to Terrorist Green, because she's been spouting this shit since before she got into Congress. I mean, remember, she stalked David Hogg, harassing him. Because he dared sure. to want the federal government to protect people in schools. You know, uh, Miss Representative Green, may you step back so the Jewish space lasers don't hit you quite as hard. I mean, good Lord, woman. I mean, I realize she's from a part of Georgia that during the Civil War wanted to uh, secede from Georgia because they felt the Confederate government was was too much like the U the, the the Union government. So, but the one thing I, I I know is you have religious leaders, so-called religious leaders. You know, Marion Robertson is nothing more than a late a latter day Charles Coughlin, and I will not use the honorific in front of his name. For those who don't know. Charles Cochran was a Catholic priest who had over 4 million listeners on the radio in the 1930s. A, a man who organized a Christian insurrectionist group that armed itself, whose who's written... Um, whose written goal was the violent overthrow of the United States government because Franklin Roosevelt was president. They claimed to be anti-communist, so much to the point that he was goose-stepping and getting funding from the Hitler government in Germany. Of course, when he got called out on all this crap, uh, they, they ended up taking these people to trial, and they ended up screwing it up. They had to give them their guns back. So what happened? They did it again in 1940, which led to the largest sedition trial in U.S. history. 30 people were charged, 28 men and two women. And I, I, I don't know what the result of that was, but it's 
Ultra is a is a, a a podcast series that is well worth listening to. Uh, there is so much echoing. You could take some of that stuff right from then in the 1930s to now, Robin, and not change a word. You had a a uh, franking scandal in 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 the Congress of the United States, both senators and congressmen who were. Uh, being paid by the the head of Nazi propaganda in the United States. And there were attacks against what could be considered militarily critical uh, plants, uh, gunpowder plants. Uh, flare plants, things like that, because the because the government of the United States was preparing for war, whether they were going to go to war or whether they needed to supply, like Great Britain and others struggling against the Nazis. Um, these were attacked, and they were infiltrated by a a group of people who were recruited by a World War One veteran who worked in Army intelligence. He was Jewish, and the authorities would not go after these people because uh, he was told that. Um, the uh, the threats to the United States were communists. And it wasn't until it became obvious that the Justice Department looked over at this man's files and he had warned them, he had documented them very carefully. People had gotten into positions of, 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 of authority in some of these fascist organizations. The most ironic one was named the Protestant Gentile League. I think that's a little redundant, but then again, it may just be me. But yeah, I mean, this is a fascinating story. And anybody who wants to to find out about it, this is not, you hear me week in and week out yelling, they're still doing it. Well, I'm going to lose my voice by the end of the decade at the rate this is going on. But on a happier note, Christine and I are getting together tomorrow. Yay. It's going to be late. Uh, We are getting together tomorrow, and the reason I called tonight was I'm probably not going to get there until probably after the program ends. So. Understandable. What's important, uh, what's so important is the time you have together. Right. But I also wanted to let you know, uh, Christine and I want to wish everybody 
a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> and if this tragedy has taught me anything, it should be thankful for the people I have in my life and to hold them tight. Because I could have been any of it. You know, one of the things that I find interesting is that in this last election cycle, the Republicans were barking and grunting and hooting and growling and moaning and puking over, you know, Joe Biden's increased crime in America. Nobody's safe. But at the same time, they don't give a good goddamn about communities that are less safe than mo most most others. It's, 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 look, everything's a calculated risk. You know, you could... It, Anything can happen at any time. But those risks are quantifiable. And at this point in time, being a member of the LGBTQQQIA plus community adds a, I don't know if you think of it in Dungeons and Dragons terms, that adds, a, a, you know, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's definitely a plus one on the mortality roll. Oh, at least, at least a plus one. Uh, in, in some parts of the universe, uh, it, it, it'd, it'd be a damn near certainty for a critical. But uh, the, the, the thing is, if we allow, and I say we as a, as a general community, as, as people who are decent, and and uh, <laughs> mentally stable ish. Um, if if we allow them to take away our joy and the fact that we love and the fact that we care. And the fact that we're willing to help others without necessarily getting anything for ourselves out of it. Well, if we're suckers, then by God, you orange asshole, asswick, you can just go float away in the Atlantic Ocean right off the coast of my lard ass for all I care. And, and joy to you. As long as I don't have to hear or see you ever again. You know, I used to say we could put them on an island and, and, and let Donald Trump or uh, any number of other right-wing luminaries walk across the lake to get supplies. I say we build an undersea city and put them all in it. Let them run it the way they want to run it, because I guarantee you within two years, the, the filters are going to be gone. They're not going to have anything. They're not going to have unemployment out the backside. And uh, they're going to be shooting each other for uh, so they can get a full load on, on, on their weaponry. And they'll be arguing over whose Bible is right. But I say, let them have that little discussion beneath the waves. 
But unfortunately, I don't have that kind of cash. And listen, what's most important is that you and Christina get together tomorrow and that you have precious time together and that you cherish each and other's we're presence. And, and we're going to be there until Friday. Um, and I, like I said, uh, we're, we're not doing the pork roast. Uh, she's decided pork steaks would be easier, so. We're having pork steaks. A friend of mine who's driving me over to Christine is uh, picking up a uh, a, bris- a beef brisket and taking it over to her friends to have them prepare it for Thanksgiving. And that's what they're having for Thanksgiving. So uh, just eat well. Laugh a lot. Enjoy the family members you enjoy. In your case, Robin, you got the grandkids. Yeah. You know, little little June's first Thanksgiving. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It is. Focus on you. Focus on them. And I'm, I'm still playing. I'm still playing. I'm still playing with the notion of making, uh, making the cornbread and everything out on the smoker just for the sake of tradition, and then smoking the turkey on Thanksgiving Day. Ooh, now that does sound tasty. Yeah, but you, well, yeah, but you got it. You got it. You got to You know, you got to use a, you got to use a battery jumper, a jumper, a, a clasp for a roach clip for the turkey to smoke it. Ah. <laughs> I don't well, know why, not, I, don't know why pull, I went there. You're, you're not going to pull Ben Franklin and, and fry the turkey with the feathers on, are you? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just well, we're, we're not doing the electric. We're not doing the electrocution experiment. The Franklin electrocution experiment. Uh, no, 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 no. We want to eat this bird. But yeah, I make. Okay, I'll I love it. What what I, what I do is I I get the. Uh, I get the fire in the acorn up to about 450 degrees. And I put my square iron skillet in it with some oil in the bottom until it's smoking hot. Like me. Right. And then I, I, I make my... Do you use bacon grease, of course? Pardon? Oh, no, 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 no. For this, no, for this I use a nice, uh, a, a nice oil with a high smoking point. So, um, okay. But I put the battery in and it sizzles. And I bake it for about a half an hour and do the, you know, I'll, I think I'm going to do it all. I'm going to do the biscuits, I'm going to do the cornbread, and I'm going to do the turkey. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll make the dressing the way it's been made around here for a hundred years or more. And I swear, I swear, Brother Deacon Asa, if you say a word about it being stuffing, you heathen, oh, you heathen, you. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a conniption. No, it does not go in the bird. It is in the bird dressing on the side. Yes, we bake the dressing separately. He. <laughs> but you have a wonderful time, okay? You, you too, Robin. Fine. And, and, and seek, and, and seek, seek and embrace your happiness. I will. That's part of my self-care this week. Indeed, indeed. 
Talk to you soon, Dave. All right, honey. Tell Chris, send, Christine, send Christine our love, okay? I will. All right. Bye now. Happy Bye Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Our buddy Dave in the blind. And uh, we will uh, keep things rolling as we head toward the third hour of the program. Um, let me make sure. Yeah, hold on. Okay, hey, welcome to the program. Hello? Yeah, hey. Hey, hey, how are you? Ah, uh, getting along. <laughs> well, it's it's been a rough few days. It's, and um, I just, just listening to, hold on a second, I'm sorry. Just listening to all the news and what is... You know, like the, the the person that you, the clip that you paid, what are we not doing? And, you know, these reporters, these journalists, and other elected officials who have sense need to call these people out, but especially the journalists. Every, you know, it's just when these people get up and, and, and sprout their hatred and, and these anti-trans laws and all these things, this needs to be like, so why are you doing this? What reason, tell me, we need to know, why are you doing this? And, I mean, I don't know, I just, because when you, it's like when, I, I think I told you a few, couple of months back, I picked up this guy, this older white guy, and he was going, you know, just come back from a world tour and all this, or, and was complaining because the food, in China and all this and these different places, they weren't as good as the food, the Chinese food and the Mexican food here. And I said, because the Chinese food and the Mexican food here are is Americanized for American palates. You know, then he says this ridiculous shit about, well, you know, in China they eat dog. And, this, and my response was, you know, sir, what you just said was in, incredibly racist. I said, just I said, what you said about Chinese food or chi- people in China is no different from you saying about that all black people eat fried chicken and watermelon. And of course, he got upset. He's like, well, you know, why would somebody you know, like why that? Ev- why? No, no, wait. Why would somebody like that ever leave the territorial confines of the United States? That's what I don't understand, and that's and basically that's what I said. I'm like, if if this kind of stuff bothers you, then why would you, you know, still stay your happy ass in Cerritos? Is that where I took them? Yeah, I think Cerritos. It's like, why leave the country? Why even spend the money just so you could say that you went to these places if you weren't going to appreciate where you were going? But I love it when you, when you call people out, because you know I have no problems doing that, and I don't care if they are my passengers, you know? Um, it's like, and of course he got all flustered. He's like, well, why is it that, that he said something. He was really close to saying you people. <laughs> oh, dear. And I just, <laughs> he, he he almost said it. He caught it. He caught himself. Or did I, And I said, wait, you were about to say you people, weren't you? No, well, you know, we don't have to talk. That's a buddy. I, I, I'm perfectly fine. You're the one to start a conversation, not I. We can sit in silence the whole rest of the way 
to your house. I can give two fucks. You know, but it's just, I, I, have, I don't have time to, you know, to coddle entitled people. I just don't. Because, you know, these are the, the people who feel that they could say anything, you know. It's, it's the people, because it's those kind of people that he figured because, you know, that it's that particular type of racism. In front of another minority and figured, well, that is another, you know, especially black people or what have you. And it's okay because, you know, if I'm being racist, but I'm not being racist because I'm saying it in front of another black, in front of a black person, or they think that I'm going to agree. I, I, it's like, buddy, no. If you're gonna say some racist shit in my cab, we I can't have that for you know. Or then you know, or when people, I love the tone, you know, because I always get these people asking me questions, and a lot of times, like you know, most of the time, I they're pretty cordial with it. And I love it when they say, well, are you married? I'm like, yeah. Well, what does your husband do? Or, you know, or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I don't know. Guys. I, don't, I, don't ha- I don't have a husband. I have a wife. And the whole demeanor changes. You know? Oh, all like, bad. It's like, oh, my God, I'm in a car to raise you. And she black too, and she clean too. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're all right. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's like that. You know, I, it, I mean, the temperature changes. It, there's a, all of a sudden, there's a slight chill in the air. When I say, you know, am I married? And I say yes, but. And they say, oh, what about your husband? I'm sorry, excuse me, the yawn. I'm like, nope, not married to a man. My wife, my spouse's name is Jan. And Nick. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, and they're like, oh, oh, you know. It, like, it's like I'm. this is some forbidden thing or, you know, or deviant or what have you. And I'm like... No. Oh, and by the way, because I was kind of, I didn't get to listen to the whole, your whole, the whole podcast from last night. You were wondering who said if they don't care about little white people being murdered by gun violence, why would they care about? No, I said that was you. That was me. That was you. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. It's like, it, it was like, if they don't care, and these were, these were middle, upper middle class little white children, you know? Uh, in in um, Sandy Hook, you know. So, if they don't care about them, if the gun laws didn't change when that happened, wasn't it that asshole Joe the plumber that says your your child's life does outweigh my um, Second Amendment rights or some other, you know? God, that's a name I haven't heard in forever, but probably. Yeah. Your your child's life doesn't trump my Second Amendment rights, and I'm like, wow. That's that's at that point. And see, this is 
this is the difference because and me and my friend of mine, we were having this conversation today, actually, about is it naivete or just just cognitive dissonance or what is it about because, you know, I, I'm not white. So I, I, you know, I have no idea or how, but I have to know how most white people think because a lot of the times as a black person, especially as a black, as a woman, as a black woman, as a black queer woman, I have to understand how, you know, the the thinking and the mechanisms of most white folks, because my life can literally depend upon it. So, but then there's that group of white people who are just utterly shocked. Shocked, I tell you, you know, pearl clutching shocked about how other white folks are. And it's like, dude, this is, you know, how they were shocked about Trump being elected president. Anybody that's, you know, anybody that has been reading the tea leaves for the past, you know, 70 years, we weren't shocked. This is, you know, and, and when people say, oh, this is not our, this is in America, we don't do things like this in America. I'm like, do you forget how this country was built? <laughs> it was built on centuries of unpaid labor, you know, from enslaved folk. It was built on Jim Crow. It was built on genociding a whole culture of people. And and you wonder when, why we have people like that, have people like Donald Trump. And like you said earlier, I'm so tired of these people acting as though the, the country automatically suddenly changed because Trump became president. No, like you said, it just, he just had a lot. It, it, it went from dog whistling to say, fuck it. And they, you know, I'm going to say, you know, went from the dog whistles to the nudge, nudge, wink, winks behind closed doors at the country clubs and at the clavins and, you know, and all this to all out in our faces. Nothing has ever changed. It's just out in the open. That fool gave people, you know, gave them the, 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 the stones to be who they really are. They didn't have to hold back anymore. They didn't have to be politically correct. They didn't have to be woke and all this other bullshit. I mean, those things are bullshit. But all of a sudden, they were they were given license. That's the word. They were given license to be how they really, really are in the deepest, darkest, pill, you know, minuscule heart of heart. That's who they really are, and they are reveling in it. And that's why you have people like you know Marley, you know Marjorie Taylor Trash Green. You know, saying you know the, the the things that these people say on the floor the floor of Congress, and it's okay. And now that the Republicans have the slimmest of the, of the you know of, of a lead, they're going to go hog wild. And I think I heard today that Kevin McCarthy is already talking about kicking Democrats off of. Oh yeah, um, Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, and Ilhan Omar. Uh huh. Can he do? Can he, so he could do that. He thinks he can. It's gonna take. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a, gonna take a, gonna take a vote. 
and it's and it's and it's going and it's going to it's going to represent a disastrous turn for any attempt at governance in this country. Oh yeah, I, I'm already ready for the, the sequesters and the the shutdowns and all this shit. I'm just you know I'm just sitting back because we know it's coming. You know, but I want to go back to something you said a few minutes ago, Tracy, because I think it's important. In responding to Ben Collins, whose words were heartfelt and sincere, so I see, that's how I hear it, he said, how can I be better? How can I do better? And I've been thinking about it since I saw it this morning. You know, what kind of, where, you know, what kind of answer does that call for? And for me, I think maybe an answer is to sort of check one's inclination to view every issue as, uh, as, as binary. That there are two sides to every issue. And, and, when, and when one recognizes that there is not a good faith side on an issue, to not give it life. Right. Now, I know the folks up in legal at MSNBC and NBC who probably have kittens with crocheted tails just thinking about something like this. But it's kind of like the interview that John Stewart did with the Attorney General of Arkansas over their stupid anti-trans law. And every time she repeated a falsehood, he said to her, you know, of course, that's not true. You know, of course, that's not a fact. He didn't say, good God, woman, you are a hopeless bigot and a liar. I would have been down with it, but they probably would have had him arrested or killed or something. But going forward... Anybody who actually cares about stopping this kind of thing needs to point out that Ben Shapiro is a liar. Matt Walsh is a liar. Candy O is a liar. That guy who was on the, the, the Fox, Rob Smith, is a liar. Carl, and when Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson Liar. is a, no, actually with him, we, with him and Matt Walsh, we say they are liars and stochastic terrorists. And stochastic terrorists, right? And see, this we have been saying this shit, and forever. and we and, and we need and we need to be we, and we need to figure out a way and find a new kind of journalist who has the courage to look these people in the eye and say it. And somebody needs to look at, for instance. Herschel Walker. Right. The day that the day the day that we were just beginning to learn about the horror in Colorado Springs, he was holding a rally in Carrollton, Georgia, where he said the following, and I'm not going to do the voice. I swear I'm not going to do the voice. Send me what he said, and I'll do it. I'm sorry. Okay. They have talked about bringing pronouns into our military. Pronouns. What the heck is a pronoun? I can tell you right now, grenades don't know nothing about no pronouns. Bullets don't know what color your skin is, but yet they talking about pronouns. 
I'm still doing push-ups and sit-ups. That's what we need to have them doing, push-ups and sit-ups, not pronouns. And we need a reporter who will look at him and say, here's the tape. You just said that. I want to. I want to let you know, Mr. Walker, you're an idiot. You're a fool. You are stupid. I don't know nothing about no pronouns. Who are you, Butterfly McQueen? Really? I, okay, so you, can I do it? Can uh-huh. I do it? Can I do it? Can, can I do it? <laughs> I don't know nothing about asking no pronouns. Miss Scarlett, you ignorant. What? Nothing. I don't know nothing about. I don't know nothing about no Oh my Jesus! And see, this is these are the these are the kind of people. These are the journalists we need. We need. I was watching something the other day, and of course it was on television, but it was you know, and it was about journalism, and the, the it you know, of course it was a white woman coming after a black man, but that neither here nor there. But it's like I I need a black reporter. I need Tiffany Cross to be Badass. in the audience and say, <laughs> okay, she can't really say exactly what she wants to say, but so they can't say, oh, they're coming after the black man. Look at this. It's, it's an electric, electronic mention. No, I need somebody like Tiffany Cross to say, bruh, seriously, what are you talking about? Explain to me what you mean by that. Because, see, and this is what I say about calling them out on their bullshit. Because it's like, dude, how are you going to sit? How are you going to fix your mouth to even say anything? Because, and, and, and like, when, whenever these people say these, you know, when they talk about these laws and, you know, uh, and, again, I try very desperately not to listen to a lot of this stuff because, I again, I've said this. I have a finite amount of time left on this fucking earth, okay? And yes, I will fight. Yes, you know, and I do my own little thing. Like I educated this white man the other day about intersectionality, and I, because I just listened to Kimberly Crenshaw do a talk at my school on intersectionality and all these other things. And I mean, I talked uh, because see. Even though it is not my job to school white people because there's this thing called the interfucking net, but then again, I don't want them Googling. Like I said, after I said what I had to say about Kimberly Crenshaw, I give people a taste, you know, because I, I want you to do your own research. But I said, but make sure when you you look for, you know, inter, you know, when you Google intersectionality and Kimberly Crenshaw, please be sure. You, you you go to you don't get information from Fox News or Breitbart or anything like that that might come up first when you when you Google her go to her website or you know anything like in the, whatever but I spend uh, I spend a lot of time in my cab with people and the majority of the people that are that I pick up especially at LAX are white folk and it's like. And, and most of the time, when I do feel like talking, um, and we, you know, st- the conversations start off really cool, and and they'll say something, and I'm like, <sighs> and instead of being that person that says, "Okay, just let it go," 
But see, that's the problem. We have spent 400, almost 500 years now letting shit go. And because we have, you know, let shit go for as many centuries, and not decades at this point, fucking centuries, we have people like Tucker Carlson and, 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 and Brobart. What, what is his name? Brobart? What is that, what's that bitch's Bobert. name in Colorado? Bobert. 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 I gave her another letter. Okay, Bobert. And 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 the, a, a party so hell bent on reclaiming their 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 majority in the Senate, they figure that we'll put in a black guy that they didn't like the brother said who didn't even live and brought y'all went to Texas, brought his ass to to Georgia just to run up against. And he black doesn't guy. even. Dude was using pronouns in in that sentence in that quote I read, and he doesn't right. even know what a pronoun is. I think maybe he, he thinks I think maybe he thinks there's something like panties, right, or something that has to do with uh, masculinity or something. He's like we, you know, or physical fitness. Because what did he say? You know, I you know they need to. I do push ups and sit ups every day. That's what they need to be doing. They don't need no pronouns. I'm like, what the entire fuck, motherfucker? What? I know. It's like I know. It's just the 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 what? Because I think the anger. Because we, you know, we were texting each other yesterday, and I'm so glad you went out and had a good time last night, by the way. But and I and again, I apologize for harshing your high, but. The, the 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 level remember remember those Tracyisms and and mm-hmm. I think I added this one the the level of disrespect to you know the fact that you people think us as black folks and I'm talking to black folks in, in you know not in general but mostly right now the black folks of Georgia that you think this you know that because you put the ignorant Negro struggling. I heard you struggle. <laughs> you heard me. You heard me struggling. That coon. See, that I was buffoon. waiting for that. That's the one I was waiting for. The the buffoon, the uncle Tom, you step and fetch it, low rent, motherfucker. What are you doing? See, somebody needs to say that to his face. Right. You are a discredit to your race. They are okay for those of for you know, bro, for you, you know, because you obviously don't understand large words. Let me see if I can dumb it down because I can't because it's hard for me to dumb down shit because me. But let you know, you country bumpkin, ignorant, moronic, simpleton. And I don't like to, and this is what hurts me, I don't like to talk about black people in, in, neg- in anything negative because it's hard enough, especially for black men. But God damn it, when you, you know, I, I used to say it to, you know, when, my, when Alex would do something stupid or just, you know, and i jump in his ass. Cause, and it didn't happen often, thank God. I, I was very blessed. I, had a, I have a wonderful son. But it's like, I hate to do it to you, but you brought it upon yourself. You put yourself in this situation, bruh. 
You listen to these people who have had a history of doing dirty things to black people. And yet you put your faith in a group of people who could give, have no fucks for you, have no fucks to give to you. And yet, you think they like you? No. And see, and like you said, it's the same thing back with Kanye. You know, if we're going to talk, if, if we're going to talk about. Who tweeted the single the word TV shalom news. recently? Say what? Yeah, Kanye. I'm sorry. The. That's his name now. The. Um, also, he's changed it. So it went from Kanye to Ye to The? No, Ye, Y E, is actually pronounced The oh, in yay. English. Oh, yay, yay, yay. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The. Yeah, okay. As in, like, Ye Old General Store, it's actually The Old General Store because that Y in Old English was pronounced as a hard TH. The. So his name is The. He is a definite article. And he tweeted one word the other day Shalom. He, I know, I know, but I want to, I want to, I, I want to get back to Herschel because it, it, now we were talking last week about the fact all the Herschel ads have kind of disappeared off the TV set, and I'd be curious if 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 uh, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia stands still around. Well, I'd be terribly curious to know. If this is running on TV, because on Monday, he, uh, Herschel dropped a brand spanking new ad that uh, where he's carrying on con- on a conversation with Riley Grimes. Gaines. Gaines. Riley Gaines. Who that? Well, she's she's been on a year-long audition to work for Fox. Um, At one point in time, she was a... Is she blonde? Oh, she is so blonde. Yeah. Uh, is, is, is there anybody else that besides Janine, whatever her name is? Well, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Riley Riley Gaines swam for the University of Kentucky, Stan. Mm-hmm. And her claim to fame is that she swam in the same pool with Leah Thomas. Remember Leah? Oh. And so here's the ad. I'm Riley Gaines, a 12-time NCAA All-American. And I'm Herschel Walker. For more than a decade, I worked so hard. Four so hard. practices to be the best. But my senior year, I was forced to compete against a biological male. In my senior year, I was forced to compete against a biological male. No, she wasn't. She's a dirty little liar. Nobody, nobody forced her to do a goddamn thing. She could have walked away and said, nope, not going to do it. There's a boy in the swimming pool, and he's got cooties. There wasn't a boy in the swimming in the swimming pool. There was another girl in the swimming pool, and her name was Leah. And Leah probably had lower testosterone in her bloodstream than Riley here. Riley? Really? Were your parents expecting a boy? Mm-hmm. But here's the fun thing. She's a filthy little liar. No one forced her to swim in that meet with Leah Thomas. And they bill her as a, a, what, 12th degree All-American swimmer from the University of Kentucky stand. Whatever. 
Here's the funny thing, though. She talks about all those early mornings, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, putting in all that exercise, all that swimming. And I was an elite athlete until I was forced to compete against a biological male. Girl, child, you tied with Leah Thomas for fifth in the 200-meter freestyle. Fifth. That means you didn't get your ass handed to you by a biological male. You got your ass handed to you by four cis females who were much better at swimming than you, Sugar Plum. Sweet cheeks. No, no, I'm not going there. I know, but I can. My senior... So now she's doing a world tour... Uh, she did an ad for Rand Paul, libertarian ophthalmologist, and that thing on his head about the trans and women's sports, which no cis male has ever given a fuck about until the last two nope. years. Mm-hmm. Stands ain't exactly packed for women's swimming, at least not packed with no. cis dudes. Mm-hmm. And it can, and, and, and it, I mean, it continues. Stand by. That's unfair and wrong. A man won the swimming title that belonged to a woman, and Senator Warnock voted to let it happen. Warnock's afraid to stand up for female athletes. Herschel Walker stands up for what's right. Yeah, when he's not putting a gun against your head, honey. Did you have him patted down before you sat down on the set? Okay. But no, she she's 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 really auditioning for a job because she showed up on testicle toasting, uh, 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 Tokyo Tucky show, to attack and we talked about this, to attack a trans woman, uh, who was invited to the White House to talk about trans issues, and she called her a man with a fetish, and she said. Because we talked about this, you might recall. She said that trans women are the same thing as white performers putting on blackface. Yes, yes. That was her? That's her. And so um, as of last week, I guess, a week ago today... They're saying that Reverend Warnock has a slim lead over Herschel. Slim. The fact that there's even that the, the, just the fact that there's even a slim lead, just the fact that he hasn't blown his ass out of the water, is just is a testament. To what is happening in this country? And I mean, and, and it wasn't just you know it's not just the Riley Grimes ad or Riley Gaines ad whatever the hell her name is I don't give a shit. I think I think uh, Riley right, Grimes, Grimey ass bitch. Yeah, point. Uh, but uh, when he had his rally in Carrollton, none other than North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson came down uh, to to uh, oh. yeah. He's the guy who said that uh, straight people are superior to queers and said that gay and transgender identities are filth. 
And so now they're they're running around, they're barking and grunting and hooting about the fact that people are talking about there's a bloody red line that extends from Tucker Carlson's mouth to a funeral home in Colorado Springs. And yep. and 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 Matt and Matt Matt Walsh is all upset, and I'm sure little you know little neo maxi zoom dweeby Ben Shapiro who desperately needs his underwear pulled up over his head from behind uh, is doing the same little dweeb. Um, but the fact of the matter is, people are seeing that these are the consequences of their hate. But because they are financed by billionaires, they're almost untouchable. Don't touch. And see, this is, I saw a tweet yesterday the other day. Um, I think I don't, you know, because you know me and Twitter and just social media, period, not really in in that thing. But, you know, somebody tweeted about um, Elon Musk, immigrant, not a not a friend to the United States. Um, Rupert Murdoch, immigrant, not a fan. These are people that are from other countries that are tearing that are doing damage to our country. Damage. Yes, harm. These, these, these fucking billionaires. I mean, you know, it, you know. Thank God, you know, like you're here in L.A. Karen Bass, Mark before Rick Caruso. Okay, and see, right here is one of those reasons. Because the reason, you know, because when the polls closed on the eighth. He was ahead, right? But this is why they, this is why Republicans hate mail-in ballots. Because the mail, because after they counted all the mail-in ballots, well, they didn't count them all, but it got to the point, um, because I mean, it got, they are going to count them on before they, no, they're going to count all the ballots. But at that point, all the ballots that they have had counted at that point, when they gave the, when they, you know, when it was obvious that Rick Caruso couldn't um, catch up with Karen Bass because the, with the mail-in ballots, it was skewing 60% for her and 40% for him. So it was, it, it, you know, and so whenever at the end of the month, when they do the final count, finish with the final count and do and certify the election, all the ballots will have been counted. They don't stop counting just because they caused the election for one person over the other, but it's like this right. That shows why they're fighting. You know why they fight fought so hard in other states against mail-in ballots. Why that jerk that's the who the head of the U.S. Postal Service fucked around and closed post offices and pulled up collection boxes and did all this other shit because they knew. That people have to, whoever do well in Alex, they tend to vote Democrats. And it's just, this is why I just don't understand. The fact that we even lost seats, but I know some of them because of gerrymandering, the fact that people. And some of them because Sean Patrick Maloney is a dumbass. Now, who's, is that, who's that? You he was the chair of the DCCC. And he fucked up his own seat, and he's why New York uh, went went. Some of those seats in New York went to Republicans. 
And see, this is another thing. We need new blood in the in the leadership of the Democratic, you know, of, of the DNC. Full stop. That's it. We need people who are set. You know, like I told you, I think I told you, this young Filipino young man who started off, you know, at, with Black Lives Matters grassroots Los Angeles. They had the people. They were working on the people's budget, right? And he had all these because you know the the budget of Los Angeles is public record. So and he's a CPA, okay? So he went through the budget and started doing charts about where our money is going and where how much like how much money from COVID relief went to LAPD and not to the people of Los Angeles and stuff like that. And then they're like, well, you should run for city controller. And, you know, he did TikTok. And, and, and of course, the, the old heads were like, I don't know, son, this might be a little bit too much. You know, this is not how things are done. But guess who our new controller is? Him. Our, our controller elect. Okay. One of, and I think he's Gen Z. I don't even think, I don't even think he's over 25. I think he's a Gen Zer. That part. You know, these, if nothing else, these kids, especially the Gen Zers, you know, millennials have computer, computer savvy, but, you know, but see, millennials were born when they still, we were still doing stuff, you know, they didn't have computers from the birth and tablets and shit like that. But Gen Zers do, they were born into this technology. Okay. So they know how to, they know they are savvy when it comes to TikTok and and Instagram and all this other stuff. Jim Deers is basically, from what I understand, is what saved the Democratic Party. Big part of they it. Brought a big part of it. So when they say these disaffected, you know, disaffected, this is, you know, and they don't care, it's bullshit. They are more, these kids are more politically astute than I ever was. Hell, remember, I'm just, most of the shit that I'm learning, I just learned in the last 10, 15 years. These kids are coming into their lives because they know if they don't do something about it, if they don't get in charge or if they don't start doing stuff, if they, we, we are, they're about to inherit a shithole. You know, global warming. Uh, not being able to afford to buy a home. Hell, fuck buying a home. Not being able to afford rent. Rent. Not being able to afford to buy groceries. And, you know, during the election, when it was crime, oh, inflation and crime, crime, crime. Robin, have you heard anything about inflation and crime lately? No, nor, nor children using litter boxes in schools. Right, right, right. You know, so it's like this, this whole outrage, this, you know, and because I remember I was listening um, during the election, I saw a commercial uh, uh, for Katie Porter's opponent. And there, and it was all these proper white women from, you know, Orange County. And it's like, you know, Katie Porter is, you know, stop worrying about the, the white boys and just do her job and, Woulda, 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 woulda. And I'm like, you know, once they started taking civics classes out of our schools and we actually knew how 
probably, you know, just at least a, a, a above a rudimentary, rudimentary knowledge of how government works and, you know, the, the different, you know, parts of the government. But this is, you know, that was the beginning of the end of the, of, of the of this country as we know it. But this is all by design. Like who said, I think it was you or somebody else that said, you know, somebody brought out, like I said earlier, about all this stuff starting with Trump. I'm like, no, this shit, this is a long con. This shit started when Nixon was in office. This has been going on, you know, covertly or not so covertly for the last 50, 60 years as soon as the Civil Rights Act passed and all these other things passed, the Voting Rights Act, Roe v. Wade, all these things that, you know, that the Republican Party deemed, you know, uh, uh, contra to American fucking values, they started, you know, doing their thing. They started running for, you know, local office, state office, and all this. They started, and, and, get, and so they're slowly they're changing how our money is spent, you know, for education, how our money is, who, who's, and who's, uh, who's over the elections. And, and I mean, and it's like they, they got their tentacles and they just spread their tentacles across the country in all, in all these states. And now you, and then they gerrymandered the fuck out of all these states. So you don't, even if people want to vote these people out, they can't because of the way everything is district, districted. So what do we do? For the next two years, and like I said, I am no, you know, I am no political strategist or anything like that, but it starts with calling these motherfuckers out every time they do something and getting on their faces, like you say, and calling them, where do you get your facts? And just start out calling them a liar. Just straight up. Because we can't be nice with these people. The soul and the, the and our country, you know, depends on getting rid of these people. And but and we do still also have to remember, we cannot vote racism out. We can vote racism out of office, but we can't vote racism out of this country. That only comes with policy and policy changes. Am I wrong? No, that comes with that comes with hearts changing. And heart, well, hearts changing, but like you, you know, like Martin Luther King says, you know, I can't change the man, man's heart, but I can legislate their actions. Exactly. Because see, hearts changing. You know, we I, at this point, I don't have time for heart changings. You don't have. You definitely don't have time for people's hearts changing. We need when motherfuckers do what they do. They need to go straight to jail and, and, and not just a slap on the wrist, you know, you know, provisional release or probation and community service. Fuck that. They need to do time and not. I was watching something. <laughs> oh, uh, God help me. I'm watching the Tulsa King on Paramount Plus with Sylvester Stallone. Don't judge me because it's actually kind of funny. Oh, honey. But. Listen, listen, no, he, he, there was this line, and it was a classic. Because if somebody asked him about being he, in jail, he's like, no, I wasn't in jail. I was in prison. Jail is the country club that you go to be, before prison. 
okay? No. I was in prison. They, I don't want these assholes in jail. I want them in prison in Jan Pop with the people who they have said horrible, horrible things with about, okay? Put these people, put all the white people who, you know, they don't, when they go to, to prison, they don't get to hang out with the Aryan Brotherhood and all that. They need to be, I want them to put it in Jim Prop with the brothers at the, at, at the, black, the black and brown brothers and see how they fare, okay? I want them to, I want this shit to be a true punishment. And then there was, I had this young, this brother, this white guy last night uh, took from the airport and we were kind of talking quasi-politics. And we said, so, and we were joking back and forth. He's like, you know, the only way, and you've said this, we've talked about this, but he's, this is, he's like, the only way things are going to really change if you start fucking with white people, old white men's money. And I said, and I said, this is what, I've, and then I responded, I said, yes, because a friend of mine, and we've talked about this, the only time that things are going to really change is when it costs them, when it's too, it becomes too expensive for them to continue to do Make the it, wrong thing. Yeah, and that's what we were, uh, that meeting I attended in Atlanta in September, that was repeated over and over again. You will get change when doing the wrong thing is more expensive than doing the right one. Right. That's when you will get change. When you start finding, when you actually start, you know, first of all, can we start taking away subsidies for these countries, these, these companies and these people who are making billions of dollars off of taxpayers? Let's start, let's start taking away their subsidies. Let's start find, actually finding people something that will hurt. Make these fuckers bleed when they, it's like right now. How figuratively, figuratively, becomes, financially. Financially, financially, um, Agent, Agent Fred, please don't come knocking at my house, on the door of my house. Please. I am not talking about eating the rich or killing rich people. No. But they need to, they need to hell tax dollar bill. Because they are, especially like, you know, Amazon, Walmart, all these people... That's just the fact that they use our roads to transport their shit, our postal service. They use our, you know, the FAA to fly their shit all over the country and all this. But the fact that they, the people that work for them, we have to, we have to subsidize them because they're not getting a living wage. Taxpayer money. So when you start saying, okay, we're going to tax the hell out of you or until you do right. <laughs> we, don't, we don't normally do color purple moments on this show. It's usually, you know, Star Trek or, you know, uh, what's the other show, Star, movie Star Wars. I'm going to do Miss Seeley. Until you do right by me, everything you touch will fail. What? No. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I do want to run over. I mean, I've been kind of selfish with the issue the last day or so, but I want to make sure that, that, that there are some other stories out there. Um, I got a little got a little jolt of happy earlier. You did? You did? You mm-hmm. Did. Because before the House can get hold of 
the reign before the Republicans can get hold of the reins of power in the House. The Supreme Court acted today, and they said in no uncertain terms, "Give Nitwit Nero's taxes to the House Ways and Means Committee right now." Uh, Old Balls and Strikes said, The application for stay of the mandate presented to the Chief Justice and by him referred to the court is denied. The order heretofore entered by the Chief Justice is vacated. And so (laughs) they're going to get his taxes, hopefully before this Congress ends. But there's... And the special... What's your McCormick guy? What's the special prosecutor may get it too? Yeah, right. But this is an even bigger story, and this this goes back to one of those we're out in front of the curve moments. You remember all the Sturm und Drang that attended the leak of the draft opinion in Dobbs back in May, right? And you remember how it was, and, 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 and old balls and strikes launched an investigation, by God. Mm-hmm. And they can't find out who the leaker was. Because it was one of them. It was, one of, it was probably what Well, and, and we went over this. We went over this in some patient detail, noting that if it was, like, say, one of the liberal justices' clerks or one of the liberal justices, that it would have more likely come out when the thing was first circulated in February. That part. But it wasn't. It was only released later in the spring when it could, when it could, when the point, that when, when its power was to fully harden the majority and make it certain that none of them could leave to go off on a more mild version that was being uh, that was being pitched by old balls and strikes and at the time i said seems pretty clear to me that the leaker is sammy badbreath himself he leaked his own opinion yep well and there is an allegation now from an anti-abortion activist named rob shenick or Shank. Hi, Shank. That back in 2014, either Sammy Badbreath or Sammy Badbreath's wife told fetus fetish donors what the ruling was going to be in Hobby Lobby versus Burwell. What? He or his wife. The New York Times had the story, and they said that Schenck said he was told the outcome of the case several weeks before the decision was announced. And uh, uh, there was a conversation about this on uh, um, Sunday between Dahlia Lithwick... Uh, and former federal prosecutor Barbara McQuaid, Dahlia Lithwick works for Slate. And what she said was that 
Every piece of this reporting suggests a massive, massive campaign to influence outcomes. There are people, evidently, who know outcomes of cases before they're announced. Mm-mm. That's what if they were insider trading, isn't it, for all these people in Congress that knows what's going on, and then they buy stock or sell stock accordingly? Or in this case, if you're talking to fetus fetish donors, it's a good reason for them to open their wallets and, and, and further the work. Right. And uh, Barbara McQuaid said they can take financial interest. If you know the court's going to come out a certain way, either favoring or opposing some business practice, you can invest in that business practice and enjoy the windfall that comes when you're able to use this insider information to the competitive advantage of everyone else. Politically, if you can see the tea leaves of what's going to happen down the road, you can arrange your affairs in a way to take advantage of it. So it's extremely harmful to American politics and American business when people are tipped off about something as significant as a Supreme Court opinion. I think it's a very serious problem. And Dahlia with Lithwick went on to talk about what I always talk about, the rules that apply to judges, that they are to avoid even the appearance of impropriety. Right. Was it Caesar's wife must be pure? Yes. Or something like that? Okay. Must be above reproach. I learned that from you. Yeah, and, and, and so apparently Sammy Badbreath is, a, well, like we didn't know that he was a big old tanky for, you know, right-wing causes. Single most misogynistic man on the court at present. And that's saying something. That's saying Wow. But once again, the question arises, if this can in any wise be verified, does that mean that old balls and strikes goes and looks, you know, right at Sammy Badbreath? Because he may be the chief justice, but they've got um, They've got his manhood in a jar in the freezer. Because... Mm -hmm. He not he is nominally Chief Justice, but uh, Slappy and Sammy are running the show. These people, these motherfuckers. I, oh, and by by the way, as we uh, it's uh, as we uh, oh what are, yeah we're at ten fifty five and <laughs> we just lost a subscriber. Oh no! And you know. Ten fifty five tomorrow will be at thirteen fifty five and whew, yeah. Um, You're not working on. Th- are you? Are you having a show on Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Or are you taking a day off? I'm going to try to. I've been. Try I, to I, have I, a show. Or try to take a day off. No, try to have a show. Okay, so because okay. I've had so I've had people you, ask and say, you know, so we'll just have okay, we'll, ju- I, we'll I, just I, have I, we'll just have a lighthearted little front porch. Okay, we can have a front porch for people. Now, you just heard, but first of all, I'm sorry that you lost the subscriber, and I, I, I wish that person well, and I, I just I hope that, you know, there's only... Anyway, but we want people... To, you, you want Rob to do a show and all that, and I'm not... But we need to start helping her out. I mean, for God's sakes... How many times do we have to tell, I mean, not her, but me. And it's like, when you have, you know, she needs this money. It's not like she's putting it into her Bentley and the G, what's the G5 or whatever, G4 or whatever. Yeah, my Gulfstream 5, yeah. Yeah, and so 
I know y'all think all that stuff is parked on her palatial mansion in in the the West Bygon Hills of you know of of West Virginia stand, but no, she is you know she is supporting and living and doing all this stuff on her own and all this. We need to help her. You asking for a, her to do a show on Thanksgiving when. Then show your appreciation. Show let's show okay. Let's show Robin how thankful we are for her. You know, so I'm gonna do um a pre Thanksgiving challenge because I probably will not be listening on Thanksgiving. I plan on being at the carving station at the Universal Hilton. That part. But let's I'm gonna kick it off with a twenty five dollar challenge. What what we are thankful for for Robin, and this is what I'm going to say. When you contribute to this, this is, say, tell Robin what we are thankful for. And for me, I am thankful for her friendship, her support, her guidance, and most of all, her big-ass brain. So, big brain. Because, because big head. Big-ass big brain. And the fact that that she sits every day with us and listens and does these, this show and gives us this information that we don't have to go gleaning and all that. I mean, she doesn't keep us from, you know, doing our own research. God, no. But she gives us that, uh, that spark to keep, to keep learning more. And that is what I am thankful for. So I need the rest of the Horn family. When you, you know, if you call in or if you, you know, do a donation or, or PayPal or what have you, put on there, uh, this, so this is Tracy's What We Are Thankful For for Robin Thanksgiving Challenge. And put what, she, Thank what you, Tracy. we are thankful for for Robin. Well, and this is going to go all Ralph's the way is, Ralph's is Ralph's is all, always there, and she answered it right away. Mm-hmm. So don't let us, you know, everybody at least contribute all the way to Thanksgiving. Because if we all, a dollar here, five dollars there, but make sure you put on that, because there's a memo line. I know it is when I donate through PayPal. What is this for? Just send Robin a note and tell her what you're thankful thankful for because we have Robin. Even if it's just a word or two. You don't have to do an essay, y'all. Just something because she's going through it and you know it's a lot and it's not hard to tell people how much we love and appreciate them that part thank you tracy you know i have my moments anyway i know you gotta go i'm sitting out here in front of in front of amazon fresh the one i won't shop there but the beautiful thing about amazon fresh is i can return my amazon packages there because we live in civilization Rub it in. Go ahead. Sure. Hurt me. Oh, Bob, oh, since I, before I forget, I had homemade empanadas just today for lunch. I'm sure you did. <laughs> they were lovely. This crust was flaky. and <laughs> I know. Wasn't all sad and rancid like my Taco Bell Mexican pizza was, was it? No. No. Not at all. But I love you, sis. You have a good rest of the evening. God bless you and keep you. And Horn family, please, throw in a couple of dollars here and there. It's well worth it. 
So good night and all that, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Tracy. You have a lovely evening. You too, baby. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. And that's it. We are... Uh, so, uh, let's see. So that got us down to... Uh, We'll be at we'll be at thirteen hundred dollars tomorrow. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Ralphs. I hope other people will jump in too. Um, thanks to all of our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you all so very much. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks for that whole house full of moderators we had earlier in the chat room, Roger and Sparky and Steve. Thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, brand new Fresh Malloy on the way. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is head on dot live. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. There's data out that shows that the new booster really does add considerably more protection against variants. So get your booster, get your flu shot, wipe down your, wipe down your countertops and your various surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV. We're having a trifecta pandemic this winter, apparently. Wear your mask when you're among the great maggot, unvaxxed and unwashed. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Keep your social distance wherever possible, 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And... If some dude comes towards you down the sidewalk saying, we don't, we need guns and bullets and push-ups and sit-ups. We don't need no pronouns in the military. Avoid, avoid that maggot like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later. <laughs>